0: Iconic makeup artist, beauty industry revolutionary, entrepreneur. Bobbi Brown is all these things and so much more. Throughout her career, she has crossed paths with some of the most accomplished people at the top of their field. These conversations are a look into
1: their inspiring lives because everyone has a story. This is Long Story Short with Bobbi Brown. Alison Hagendorf does it all. She is the global head of Rock at Spotify as well as a national television host and music journalist. She is the official host of the world's most famous New Year's Eve celebration, Times Square New Year's Eve. She also serves as a live announcer for both the MTV Video Music Awards and MTV Movie Awards. Let's throw in certified health and life coach as well. Please welcome Allison Hagendorf. So, so who is that naked guy that walked through a, a minute ago? <laughs> <laughs> That's my husband, Brian. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Brian. And where are you guys? Yeah. We are in West Hollywood. Okay. So you're at home. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're yeah. at home right okay. now. Um, we live very fortunately right on the sunset strip. And okay. as a New York, I'm a New Yorker. So when I finally was like, okay, I'm moving to LA. I'm like, what's the most New York way to live in LA? And I think it's living right on the strip. Okay. So, oh,
1: yeah. cool. How long have you lived in LA?
0: Um, over five years now.
1: Okay, cool, cool. So, um, I'm going to start at the beginning because I I read your bio and it's so incredibly interesting, but I don't know that much about you. So where did you grow up?
0: I grew up in Rockland County, New York. Okay. So about 20 miles north of Manhattan, um, and then lived in Manhattan the majority of my life. And now I'm in LA for the last five
1: years. Okay. And growing up, did you have like a normal... Family, normal upbringing. Tell me about it.
0: I'm very, very blessed. I have an incredible family. Uh, My parents have been married over 50 years. Wow. Um, I have two older sisters who are my role models, best friends, and heroes. Mm. Um, It never gets lost on me that I have been blessed with an incredible family. And it, it definitely shaped who I am and how I view life. So I feel very grateful.
1: And what do your sisters do?
0: Um. They're both entrepreneurs. Um, My sister, Dana, she does luxury brand marketing, and my sister, Lisa, has her own PR firm.
1: Cool, and what about your parents? What did they do?
0: Uh, My father worked on Wall Street his entire life as a bond salesman, Mm -hmm. and my mother was a teacher and guidance counselor her whole life.
1: Okay, so what do you think you learned from the family? Like, what, what are the important things?
0: Family is first, family is everything. No matter what, drop everything for family. Um, um, Always love what you do. My father always says, love what you do, the money will come. Um, And love what you do, you never work a day in your life. So that was definitely instilled in me my entire life. also i learned it's not really a learned thing but i guess it's innate the the compassion i have for others definitely from both of my parents but my mother in particular you know being the guidance counselor for kids they called her the feelings teacher Mm, you know um so it's so sweet as you know i just to to love to love humans and to to have compassion for all is such a beautiful gift to to be brought up with so Uh just compassion it's everything
1: and how'd you meet your husband
0: so when I moved to LA, I, I love fitness, it's one of my pillars, and I thought a really great way to, to meet new people and to challenge myself, because I love to always put myself um, out of my comfort zone, because I, I believe that we grow once we're out of the comfort zone. So I would try everything fitness that LA had to offer. I tried every class, every gym, and the only thing I had never tried, I knew it was very trendy and buzzworthy, especially in LA, was CrossFit. Mm. So I'm a member of Soho House and they were offering a complimentary class at Cave CrossFit, one of the CrossFit gyms. I was like, I'll just go and try it, you know, check it off. And I walked in and Brian was the owner of the gym and it wasn't like a love at first sight thing at all. I was very focused on <laughs> embracing CrossFit because I, when I commit to something, I commit 100% and we started flipping tires and I was sledgehammering things uh-huh. and I had never done anything like that before and I was completely hooked and enthralled um, and we just, you know, we connected um, and then I started going there and he started coaching me and we had this beautiful rapport and then it just evolved into more.
1: Oh, how long so. you married? Nine months, nine months. Oh, so it's yeah, never cool. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, so after you, after you finished high school, did you go to college?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I studied, I was pre vet and pre med, uh, double major at Penn state's mm. honors program. Um, because I love science, I love biology, I get so excited when Jeopardy's on and it's like a biology category like, and <laughs> I'm like, here we go. Um, but I really always wanted to be... My, my, another thing my mother taught me instilled in me is my love of music. She would tell me about American Bandstand, I would see reruns of Dick Clark and I would say, that's what I want to do. I, w- I wanted to be Dick Clark, literally growing, growing up. I just thought presenting and hosting, being the liaison between the artists and the fans, I thought that was completely the coolest thing ever. Um, And then I guess as a teenager, it became MTV, you know, seeing the MTV VJs. I was like, that's what I want to do. But I was an academic. We were in a family of academics. And I was sort of saying, like, I want to be a rock star. So it Uh wasn't anything I really put weight behind. So I studied, went to college, graduated with honors, ready to go to med school. But I just had this thing in me that says, I don't know, I just, I need to be in the music business or be around music or be in television. So I... Became the Sony College rep when I was at Penn State my senior year, mm-hmm. and I won rep of the year, so I got a job offer at Columbia Records and Epic Records upon graduation. so I said, Let me just do this for a year. med school can wait, and now here I am <laughs> doing rock and roll to this day so
1: so after after cool. your your year, they offered you a yeah. job yes, and what was I, what was your first job
0: so The job was to be an assistant for Columbia Records in their promo, in their radio department. I knew for a fact I wanted nothing to do with that, but I knew that Matt Pinfield, who was my hero VJ from MTV, I wanted to be Matt, worked at Columbia Records. Mm -hmm. So my thought process was, take the Columbia Records assistant position, and I will find my way to get to work with Matt. And for three months, I pitched myself relentlessly to HR created a position <laughs> to do my current assistant position and also assist Matt Pinfield uh-huh. and then eventually I just became Matt's right hand um, and was doing A&R with him at Columbia Records which means artist and repertoire which means scouting unsigned talent and making records.
1: How cool. And who have who yeah. have you uh who have you found or who did you found back then? Anyone? Yeah, so
0: Yeah. So it was cool. When I worked with Matt, we worked, we found a lot of unsigned bands, um, but we were, it was incredible because we got to work on albums from Bowie and Cypress Hill. um, So some pretty legendary albums. Um, And then I went on to do A&R myself. And um, I I found this girl named Juliet Sims, who went on to come in second on The Voice. And Mm. she actually has a new album coming out. So Cool. It was an exciting time.
1: Oh, I bet. Really fun. And now you're the head of global rock for Spotify. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds so cool, but what is (laughs) it? (laughs) So basically, so like I said,
0: my background is doing A&R at Sony for eight years, scouting bands, making records. And then I transitioned to working with bands in the studio to interviewing them on camera, hosting music events, record release parties. I became kind of the go-to music person I would host you know, South by Southwest events, Lollapalooza events, and I did this full-time for, for many years. And when all the music competition shows started coming up, like American Idol and X Factor, I hosted the one that was on the CW, is called The Next. Uh-huh. And it was with Gloria Estefan and Joe Jonas and Nelly and oh. John Rich of Big and Rich. And um, that was when I got my taste of L.A., and I stopped hating on L.A. for the first time as a New Yorker. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and just been hosting full-time, and then Spotify had approached me. They were looking for um, genre experts, and although I love all music, rock and roll, an alternative is my forte. It's my expertise. So I'd already loved Spotify, already been using it religiously, and when they told me it was going to be Head of Rock, I was like, this has to be. Aww. This has to be. Aww. And it's the And it's the greatest feeling in the world because I feel like – Rock and roll, ironically, is kind of the underdog genre right now. It's not necessarily popular or mainstream or on top forty radio, but it is so alive and well. It's just underground, and it feels great to be able to champion such an important genre.
1: Is there a head of hip hop?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I was going to apply for <laughs> yeah. the job.
1: I, my, my husband and my kids get mad at me because I love hip hop and I don't Do you? love awesome. I don't love rock as much as I love hip hop, and I don't. Maybe it's because I grew up in Chicago. I'm not really sure yeah. why. Yeah, yeah,
0: it could be a number of reasons. Yeah. Look, I, '90s hip hop is the best. <laughs> I, yeah. I still love '90s hip hop so, so much.
1: Yeah, and and do you have a favorite artist?
0: I mean, I would, My favorite band of all time is Led Zeppelin. Uh-huh. Um, Led Zeppelin, oh. U two, and of course all the '90s bands from Nirvana, Soundgarden, Rage Against the Machine. Um, and as far as as far as new artists, I'm really really excited. It's an in, incredible time. I, I'm confident that 2019 is the return of rock. Um, but I love up-and-coming artists uh, such as Grandson, Youngblood, uh, Des Rocks, Fever 333, Greta Van Fleet. There's just so many exciting, exciting new bands. It's awesome.
1: Never heard of one of them. I will, I will listen. Did, have I got you. you. Have, have you I guys you. all heard
0: of them? I've got,
1: yeah, yeah. I got some younger people here. They heard of them, but I, I will pay attention.
0: I got you. I'm, I'm your cheat sheet.
1: Yeah, all right, good. And you also, very strange fact, that you became the voice of TJ Maxx commercials. So, because you have this quite amazing voice, you should have your own. Oh. You should be a DJ yourself. Thank so you. So how did you get that job? I do have a
0: whole other voiceover career, which I absolutely love. Um, uh, I would, people would always comment on my voice. and never really thought yeah. anything of it. And then I did one voiceover and then it sort of took off from there. But my first big gig was I was the voice of TJ Maxx, which was so fun. And, you know, I would say stuff like, what's in this week? Nautical. Everything nautical. Navy, (laughs) white, straight nautical. Uh (laughs) Hilarious. And then it moved on to, I did a lot of the stuff for MTV uh, and VH1 from Real World, Teen Mom. And then I love, love doing live. Live Mm -hmm. announcing is my favorite thing. So I became the voice of the MTV Movie Awards, um, the MTV Video Music Awards, um, a bunch of award shows for VH1, best of the year awards. So live is something that really excites me. It's the best.
1: And you also are the official host of Times Square New Year's Eve. I mean, come on. <laughs> so what's that? Well, there is my sort of Dick Clark connection. Yeah, so it's, all, it's all pretty full
0: circle for me. Um, just that's very symbolic. It, it's something I've been doing for the last seven years. The Times Square New Year's Eve is actually put on by Times Square Alliance and Countdown Entertainment. And it's from their truck that all the networks take the, you know, take the feed and make their own programming. And they were like, how come we actually don't have our own hosts and our own programming? So seven years ago, I became the official host of Times Square New Year's Eve. I am huh. the host of the event itself live for six hours. The million people present, I'm the host on the main stage and the Jumbotrons. Wow. And I'm also the host of the global live stream. So it is Hands down, the coolest thing, and it never gets old. Saying that and doing it, it's just, if you think about it, there's no other time where everyone's hope and optimism is at its all time high. You know, it's such a beautiful, everybody wants the same thing. Everyone wants a fresh start. Everyone wants a better year. And to be part of that is just invigorating.
1: Wasn't it pouring this year, right? I have to say. Right?
0: (laughs) This year, unfortunately, was not ideal. It was unprecedented weather. I mean, there are guys who've been working on this crew for over 30 years and they said literally it had never been incessant monsooning rain for six hours. It was definitely, uh, it was challenging. Last year it was seven degrees mm. and that was challenging and it was actually quite painfully cold. Um, but this year was almost worst because you were just soaked to the bone. For yeah, so the, many hours,
1: right? There's there's no global warming or anything. Not a problem. Right, <laughs> right. It's, right. it's pouring, no issues. Yeah, no, it's pouring in in New York again today. It's crazy. How's the weather there?
0: It's beautiful. It, yeah. it really. I mean, it's it's literally why I moved here because I still think New York's the greatest city. Um, but to be able to wear a tank top pretty much any day of the year is invaluable.
1: And have a naked it's, husband like walk <laughs> around the apartment. That's yes, true. It's true. yes. So does he it's train true. you at home?
0: No, so he's does it. So we sold the gym. So uh. now we just, we're members of the gym though. We just take class together. It's, it's a wonderful thing we do as a couple, but we no longer really coach um, anyone. We just sort of motivate each other to, to hit the gym.
1: And so is he doing something else now?
0: Yes, he's actually in music management now. So ah. he is managing up and coming artists, uh songwriters mm. and producers. So it's oh, fun. Cool.
1: And and the first thing I did say to you is wh- how'd you get those arms? Did you always have fitness arms? Oh, Have thank you been a jock you. forever?
0: I will say that I love sports. I love fitness. I'm I, I'm blessed that I I love being active. Um but as far as muscle mass i definitely got more muscular once i started crossfit because i had never even done any strength training or even touched a barbell before crossfit and now it's definitely a part of my of my training
1: and how do you not get hurt doing crossfit
0: i think crossfit gets a lot of you know just sort of negative press and really the entire foundation of crossfit is about being safe and having proper form. So you're really not supposed to even touch any weight unless your actual form with just your body weight is perfect. Um, and then you're supposed to gradually add weight from there. So it, it is about being intense, but it's first and foremost about being safe. So um, it's always about being mindful. It's about having that mind-body connection and never pushing yourself to a point that's not safe.
1: Mm. And uh, you are a health coach. Is that true?
0: Yeah, yeah. So... Um, before, now that I'm with a Spotify job, I don't have time to do the coaching anymore, but prior to Spotify, I was full-time health coaching, life coaching, um, basically just getting people on their A-game. Because the thing is, we already have everything we need. You know, it's not like when this happens, then this will happen. We already have everything we need. It's just about tapping into it, um, you know, embracing an attitude of gratitude and just figuring out how to tap into those tools and using them.
1: And did you get? Did you go back to school? I mean, did you do you have a degree in these things, or are you self-appointed?
0: No, I actually got a health co certification from American Council of Exercise, so uh-huh. I did get a degree through ACE, um, and the rest just kind of came with life um, and just having clients. And my mother is the greatest uh, teacher there is, so uh, I'm very y- blessed.
1: Your mom's into fitness.
0: Yeah, she's actually, she is an avid dancer. She's actually turning 74 next hmm. week. Um, she's in amazing shape. She's a role model, and she loves Zumba. Ah. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, the goal is to be functional, you know, for our entire lives, being right. able to to move and have that mind-body connection. That's the gift.
1: And you seem um, upbeat. Are you constantly upbeat?
0: I am definitely innately positive, for sure. Um I'm also very intense, so with intense happiness and positivity can also come intense you know, negativity um, and anger. But I'm very, very good at checking myself, getting grateful, and surrounding myself with the most amazing humans. I think that's sort of my secret, is to make great choices not only with what you're eating and what you're putting into your body, but who you surround yourself with, because it's everything.
1: And what do you do when you're having one of those not positive moments? How do you handle that? Um, my husband, Brian, really helps with that. He's an
0: incredible soundboard and just kind of lets me do my thing and get it out. I think that you do need to acknowledge it and get it out because then you can process it and move on. If you're just internalizing and harboring, um, that's very unhealthy. So I get it out and it's either music, um, or going for a run or hitting the gym and taking that energy and putting it into
1: a positive space. And, and what about, um, Do you have any trouble unwinding at night because you seem to be like the energizer bunny? <laughs>
0: You're very perceptive. Yeah. I actually there's there's one thing in particular that I'm really really bad at and that is sleeping. Mm. And it's so important and it's pretty much the foundation for health. So, you know, and I and I struggle with it and it's something I've had to work on my entire life because it does not come naturally to me. I when I'm sleeping, I want to wake up. I'm ready. I want to I want I want the sun to come up. I like to meet the sun and I want to start my day. So it, it's something I work on religiously. I try to give myself a social media curfew, a, a technology curfew. Um, I definitely have to use earplugs. I have to use an eye mask. I have to like shut mm. off, you know, all stimuli. Um, but what I do find works for me, even though you're not supposed to have television screens, is I love consuming incredible television and series. And when I watch a series, it does allow me to detach myself from my life, and I do zone out. I also love to watch everything, so it's like, if you ever need any suggestion, suggestions for what to watch, that's my right. other forte. I watch everything. So what are you watching? documentaries. Yeah, what are you watching? I love now? Documentaries. Ugh, there's so many good documentaries on. Um, I just watched both Fire Festival documentaries. Um, Obviously, Handmaid's Tale, The Crown, uh, The New True Detective is phenomenal. I think it's the best one so far. Mm. Um, Mrs. Black Maisel. Monday.
1: Have you seen Mrs. Maisel? That's,
0: that's, my, that's my next oh one. My Do you love it? I is love, it your favorite? I love
1: it. I love it. I did The, I did the Crown. This is, this is my, my absolute is favorite. Is your number one? Yeah. This,
0: and that's what I, everyone who I love and trust says that. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you've just completely inspired me. That's going to be my yeah. next show.
1: Yeah. The actress is incredible. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, cool. Um, and my favorite of all time is Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I am mental. I'm mental for Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah.
1: So what else do you want to do? You, you seem to only be like touching the surface of your career, I have a feeling. How old thank are you? you. Yeah. First how so old well, are you? Thank you. How old thank are you? Thank
0: you so much. I'm 39.
1: 39. Oh, yeah. You are just touching the surface. Yeah.
0: Thank you thank you i I feel that way I, I yeah. feel like even though my career has been over 20 years um, I feel like perhaps that's the case I my, my number one goal is to to write a book um, and I've sort of starting started in that headspace
1: mm-hmm.
0: of thinking about that and what's so the, that's exciting. what
1: like what is the book gonna be on Is it gonna be fitness or memoir or career
0: It's basically how to live like a rock star. And it's Mm -hmm. not in an opulent way. It's about being your personal best, living your best life. Um, I would probably tell a lot of anecdotes um, and lessons I learned from them, but really about, again, you have everything you need. You already are a rock star and it's just about tapping into it and living your best life.
1: And do you still, is your fitness app still up and running?
0: It is. It It is is actually. So
1: tell me about it and how did you figure out how to do that?
0: Sure. So, a lot of people and I feel very flattered and blessed, people ask me about, you know, prescribing workouts. You know, whether it's bands asking me to prescribe workouts on the road or friends of mine who are mothers, you know, with children and jobs and don't have time to get to the gym. And my whole philosophy is is take the pressure off. Working out does not mean going to a 60-minute class. <laughs> it doesn't mean you have to go to a soul cycle class or Orange Theory Fitness or you have to go to a CrossFit gym. You can get a wonderful, functional workout in, in your own house. And the, the premise of this app, um, which is called Ab Cuts Time to Tone, is that you just need your body and to have that mind-body connection. And even if it's 10 minutes, then that's worth it. You know, and sometimes when I'm traveling, or I don't even feel like making it to the hotel gym, I'll just do literally a 10-minute workout. So what the app is, is just basically gives you, takes the guesswork out of it and gives you suggestions of some, some quick, workouts you can do just to have that mind-body connection. And sometimes to answer your question before, when I'm really not feeling on my A game or I'm in a bad mood and I don't feel like touching a weight, you know, I just want to move my body. Um, I'll literally either go for a walk because I feel like being outside with nature is the number one most grounding force ever. Or two, just staying at home, stretching or doing a quick workout that just involves squatting or a push-up, you know? Um, and that's what that app is about. It's just implementing all those workout moves together.
1: So if you have 10 minutes, what are the exercises that you recommend someone do in their bedroom or hotel room? Yeah, row? for
0: sure. Well, I think that the number one, if you are to incorporate any tool or instrument, it's a jump rope. I think a jump rope is incredible. I actually always travel with a jump rope. Um, but sometimes I'll do something as simple as five rounds um, as, as quickly as you can, but as with, with good form, you know, doing like, you know, a hundred jumps. You know, the jump rope. Um, you know, like twenty push-ups. You know, fifteen burpees, ten squats. You know, like a, like a number of moves, and then just do five rounds of them. And it's like it spikes your heart rate up. You have that mind-body connection. You break a sweat, and then you can start your day feeling you have an accomplishment.
1: All right. Well, we we'll yeah. have we'll have to try that. So yeah, for sure. Do you have any advice for someone that wants to get into the music business or the or the fitness business? Anything you could tell them?
0: Yeah, I think no matter what it is, because, well, one, Michelle Obama said something most recently about her book, which really stuck with me. I just bought her book, actually, and I'm starting to read it for research for my own book. I'm just reading um, that she said that she hates when people say, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? As if it's like a finite thing and you can only be one thing, you know? And and here I am 20 years into my career and I've had multiple careers and have done many things and I'm equal parts immersed in fitness and wellness and empowerment as I am in music. Um, and, you know, the fact that you even just said to me, you just said to me in Scratching the Surface, that makes me feel so excited, you know? So for what whatever it is, is don't feel like it's the end all be all. We're always a work in progress and it's possible to be a work in progress and a masterpiece at the same time. You know, Mm -hmm. it's possible to be awesome and be on your A game, but also working towards something else and always being a student. And I think follow your passion first and just start doing it. You know, if you want to be a television host or you want to be a music programmer or you want to be, um, you know, a fitness enthusiast, just start doing it on your own. We we live in a day and age now where there's so many platforms. You can have your own podcast. You can have your own show. You can do Insta stories, you know, whatever it is. Just start doing it. Live the life, you know, and And it's not about being an aspiring blank. I am this, you know, and and owning that identity and just do it on your own and build it. And when the time is right, you'll find another opportunity, whether it's a job offer or a, a collaboration, but it's basically creating your own luck by putting in the work.
1: That's really, that's really good advice. Really good advice. But I always end the podcast by asking what people that are listening, what is the one thing they could do that's going to change their life? And and you could do it in the fitness because you just talked about, you know, breaking into the business. What is one thing people could do right now every day that would make a big difference?
0: start your day with an attitude of gratitude. It has to be. Before you even grab your phone or start the wheels are turning of everything you have to do today, you have to breathe and be grateful that you just opened up your eyes and you get to have this gift of the day. If you start with that perspective, everything else will come into place. Um, so it has to be with gratitude. And it's also a gift, again, I can't say it enough times, to have that mind-body connection where you're think you're moving your body, you're grateful for your body as being a gift, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's breathing, it's yoga, it's meditation, it's doing five push-ups, anything, just to have that connection because first it's gratitude, two it's I'm human, I'm alive, I can move, this is a gift. And then <laughs> look at your phone, go through your to-do list or whatever it is. But you have to start with those two things first and foremost. We're human beings, we're animals, we're primal, beautiful primal beings. Um, and I think that as long as we're in touch with that, all of the minutia and all of the stressful things um, will
1: come into place. Thank you. That's amazing advice. And where awesome. could where where could people find you when they want to hear more of your tips?
0: Totally. I think Instagram is pretty much the best spot for me right now. It's at Ali Hagendorf. Um Um, and that's the spot for me. I and I and I respond to everyone as much as humanly possible. <laughs> I, I really I love it. I, I think Instagram's a great platform. I put a lot of my inspiration and my posts on there and I love that people answer my questions and tell me what they're doing, and I and I definitely respond. I kind of do my health and life coaching on there. So oh. I think that's the best spot until until the book's ready to rock
1: <laughs> oh, cool well i i will be i'll be talking to you on Instagram then
0: awesome please do yeah, yeah i love oh, it and i'm yeah. I'm so grateful for you by the way i'm a massive massive fan and oh. of of everything you 've accomplished and continue to accomplish and i I'd, I'd love to get together next time i 'm in New York
1: that would be great I would love yeah. that yeah you could you could help me with my plank or something you know for sure yeah. I'm
0: serious and honestly, if yeah. you ever want suggested Music or workout tips or anything, I'm always here.
1: Oh, I want a, I want a good, I want a good hip hop playlist. That's what I want.
0: Okay, great, right. I got you. Yeah, I got
1: all right, you. good. All right, thanks. So nice awesome. to meet you.
0: Thank you. Likewise.
1: That was my conversation with Allison Hagendorf. I don't know how she gets it all done. I want to have what she's having. And that's it for this episode of Long Story Short. If you like the show, tell a friend. Also, rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions for me, email them to askbobbybrown at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram at justbobbybrown and let me know who you'd like me to interview, anything else you want to see. Thanks for listening. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown, a Gallery Media Group production.